Ice Princess here, and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Um, yeah, uh, it's time to talk about Rock of Love, but before we do that, I want to do, you know, do a little bit of show business here. Let's start off with the fact that next week, um, you should hear me on Kara's Patreon, everyone's business but mine. Um, we're going to be talking about Bad Vegan. Um, I originally want to talk about it on my Patreon, and I asked Kara on, and she was like, girl, I'm only doing it on my Patreon. I was like, even better, because then you can run a show, and I can barely take notes, and I can just be cute and interrupt you all the time and talk about nonsense, and then you have to be like, princess, princess, let's talk about the show. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, are we talking about a show? Perfect, perfect, perfect. So next week, <laughs> so next week, I will be talking bad vegan with Kara on the Everyone's Business But Mine Patreon, so be on the lookout for that. Also, last week I told you guys that I had a new design in the Buy Pumpkin merch store, which is at buypumpkin.threadless.com. Uh, I had some technical difficulties and it's in there now. <laughs> so go visit it, buy something, contribute to the podcast. Let me know that you care about me. Let the world know that you listen. Uh, anything else? Oh, we just finished our Teen Mom um, series, Team Mom 2 series on the Patreon at, uh, patreon.com backslash buy pumpkin. How many times am I going to fucking say Patreon? Like, what the f- Okay, but anyway, I just finished that over there. And, you know, I had a great time with that. I, I just really appreciate, because what happens is the Patreon members decide what our bonus series is going to be. I decide what the main feed, the seasons are going to be. And if you're going to pay me five bucks a month to listen to me weekly, well, then I'm going to have some input on what what we're going to be talking about. And I think that you guys voted to take, to do Teen Mom because you knew that I wanted to fucking talk about Teen Mom. And I had a lovely time doing it. It Went faster than I thought it was going to be. I actually have continued to watch um, I'm, I'm like at, you know, I've been jumping around, but I just kept watching the unseen moments and stuff like that. Like I, what happened is that the unseen moments episode started playing. I couldn't find a remote control and I was like, had a lot of shit to do. So I was like, I'm gonna just let this shit play. And <laughs> cause why the fuck would I watch an unseen moments show? If it was unseen, it means it wasn't good enough to make the show. <laughs> so... But I'm glad I watched this because um, there were some good, like, scenes in there. There's scenes of Janelle and Kiefer going to a food bank to get food. And they ask her where she lives and she, what you know, what's her household like? And it's just her and her boyfriend, she says. I'm like, oh, are you guys counting, like, trespassing at Mike's grandma's beach house as your living situation? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I, I like, I like, uh, um, volunteer at food banks. It's like one of my passions that like, like people should not be food insecure guys. It's, we, there's too much fucking food on this planet and we throw so much of it away. And like, so many people have, and some people don't have it. So like, like it's, it's, it's definitely something I care about. And it does not matter that they were, the trespassing in Mike's grandma's beach house. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So you guys were setting up a house. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't matter where you live. If you need the food, you need the fucking food. But they got a lot of food. They took it back to the beach house. Um, there's an unseen moment. 
I mean, all of Leah's are boring, but there's an unseen moment with Kale, Susie and Kale, where Kale has like went out for the night and I guess wouldn't answer her phone and like tell, cause I guess Susie's like wants to know where she was. I, I'm assuming Susie had Isaac and they're arguing about it because they were like, Kale, you, you could have answered a text message. And Kale was like, I'm allowed to go out sometime. And, um, Susie is saying something to the effect of like, uh, as long as he's here, Isaac will have a stable home. It like, the way it came off was really like, bitch, I'm about to get custody from you. And I was like, wait a fucking second, Susie. You don't even want custody of Kale. <laughs> it was really interesting. Like Isaac started crying and Susie was like, here, give him to me. And Kale was like, I can handle him. It was, it felt more like a Barb Janelle storyline than it did or scene than it did a Kale Susie storyline. I mean, we also saw Joe rapping and I really wish I could find my remote. Guys, I feel like a lot of like, uh, if you haven't listened to the series, I feel like there's a lot of like, my feelings on Joe run the gamut. I feel like Joe is a serial killer. I don't know what's going on with him. The way he rage texts with perfect punctuation and spelling, I don't know. And he's the type of person that like, you're getting to an argument over something small and then he's just like, like he just says something to you that's so fucking out of bounds. Like he escalates to a situation, like he'd be just be like, Listen, your mother, like, like you're arguing over cereal and you're like, no, that was my cereal. No, that was my cereal. And he'd be like, listen, nobody's ever wanted you in your entire life. That's why you live in my parents' house. Your mom doesn't want you. Your dad doesn't want you. I don't know why you don't just go take off yourself. Like, like really, he goes too fucking far. And I think like if there are some unsolved mysteries in the area of Delaware he lives in, I think some people should take a look at Joe because Joe is very, I don't know. He just, he's very calculated and he's very, he can be very like, hi, I'm Joe. I'm an enterprising young gentleman. And then also like, like he told Kale, he's like, you're so broke. I'm surprised you're even wearing clothes right now. Like he can, he can just be like, cut you to the fucking quick. But at the same time, it's very interesting I never realized that they show Joe doing childcare more than any other man on this show. More than Janelle, certainly. Cause Janelle's kind of the dad of her segment. Like Joe, they we watch Joe put Isaac down all the time. We're constantly watching Joe give uh, Isaac baths while Kale is out with Jordan. Um, even in that scene where Kale is asking jo uh, Joe, can she have money? Uh, for college, what they are doing is they're lying, like Joe's lying on the bed and Isaac is lying like kind of above his head and Joe is has his hands above his head holding the bottle for Isaac to drink in a way that implies that Joe has been lying there with Isaac for a while and Kill has just walked in. When I'm watching season two, as they start off, uh, more than once, Joe walks Kale to the car and says something like, it's cold out here, Kale. Make sure he wears his jacket on Halloween tonight. Like, 
there is no time Corey would ever, I mean, not right, not in season two, okay? Maybe in the season that she's out here doing whatever. But no time in that Corey would be, we would be watching a scene of Corey's talking to Leah and being like, okay, well, you know, she doesn't, you know, um, the girls, the girls already had lunch and um, make sure that they don't eat too much snack. Like that's, that's not how the team dads talk to the teen moms. It's very interesting. And I have to, it's either one of two. I mean, obviously the footage is there to use, right? Either Joe is really the only team. I can't, maybe Tyler, maybe Tyler, maybe. But we don't see Tyler. We see Tyler doing lots of caretaking, but in terms of like hands-on baby stuff, I think Joe gets the best edit on that. Now, is it because Joe is doing the most or because the editors hate Kale? Which one do you guys think it is? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I, I just, this series has made me open up and made, made me realize like I have very mixed feelings on Joe. I am scared of him. And also I think he might be the best dad on the show in terms of a, of daily care of a baby. All right. Because um, if you are a very good dad, you also don't be brawling. You don't go to a parking lot on a Tuesday morning to tell to call your your baby mama a whore seven times and tell her she better not come on your block as if you're going to like, what, fight her? What are you going to do, beat her up if you see her on the block, Joe? What are you, what are you saying right now? Anyway, um, the series is over and... I'm going to do some palette cleansers. I definitely want to do the um, 16 and pregnants of the ladies, but I'm not sure if I want to do all of them or if I'm only going to do one or two. Um, I need to see, but I like to do something in between the seasons. I also want to do, no, I just have some ideas, but eventually we're going to start our next series. And so there's a poll up on the Patreon for members to go vote on what the next series is. Uh, there, the, Here are the choices. Bethany Ever After, season three. I want to talk about Bethany on that boat. <laughs> I want to talk about when she had her Gilligan's Island tour. Um, and, I, and I think I'm interested in that because I just finished Real Housewives of New York, uh, season three. I'm into four where uh, Bethany has left the show. And so I want to I want to talk about Bethany Ever after a bit. Um, there's also another choice: Real Housewives of New Jersey season four. I recently rewatched that. I believe like season three is great. All right, super super great. That's the christening and the blah blah blah. But season four is an important season because it's the season where Teresa, Caroline, and uh, why does her name always go right on my head? Jacqueline, this, where this splits up. And it's the season of the RV trip where Lauren loses her mind. It's the, it's, it's the season of the, here comes my cunt wife. I got to talk. It's that season. It's good. And I really, it's a long one. Okay. So that bonus series is going to be a, a smidge long, a smidge long, but there's a lot of great shit there. A lot of great shit. And I can obviously have Sonia on. She's a Jersey girl. I can always, I can obviously have Liz on. Liz has great legally, <laughs> legally relevant opinions about Teresa. Oh, it's the bankruptcy stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kara, Kara's good at everything she does. I'm a fish. I am absolutely a Kara stan. So like, 
I, and there's a couple other people that I could be like, hey, can you please come and tell me how you feel about Teresa's hairline? And they'll be like, yes, I can do three hours on that. So, so that's a choice. And the third choice is, ta -ta 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 -ta. I have to remember what it was. Boop, 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 boop. I really should just pause this. But unfortunately, I'm just not. What, what is going on? I'm sorry. I have two-factor authentication on my Patreon because I got enemies, bitches. I be having enemies. I got enemies. <laughs> they're all librarians or babies, but they're, they're out there. Uh, real World Vegas. You can't get a lot of real real world seasons on there. And the ones that, the newer ones, I don't care about. I really kind of checked out. I started to check out after Vegas because I just thought to myself, this is all I need to see. Hawaii is after Vegas and I did see Hawaii, but I didn't watch it real time. I, I was, I, I caught up on it, which was easy to do because back then you just turned on MTV or VH1, not VH1 as much, MTV and you just watched that for the evening for like while you're doing your laundry, while you're, uh, I don't know, writing in your diary about your, about your, uh, uh, your horrible love life that when you read now, you're like, this is nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I used to just, so I caught Hawaii, but real world Las Vegas is probably the last thing one I watched in real time. Now these real world homecomings, I'm excited about them in theory. I do not watch them. I listen to a YouTuber who recaps them. <laughs> but yeah. Real World Vegas. I think that's super fun. That's the one with Trishel and uh, Alton and Irulan. And I forget this other girl's name, but her boyfriend, Dario. And I just remember, comes a visitor. I just remember thinking Dario. I was like, what kind of, it's like Mario, except not. And <laughs> comes a visit and she like fights somebody in the club. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. And so like, I would be excited to talk about that. So those are the three choices right now. Let me see who's winning so far. Right now, Bethany Ever After and Real Housewives of New Jersey are neck and neck, but not many people have voted. It's only a little over a hundred. So like, there are lots of people that need to go vote. So if you're a Patreon member, please go vote. Please, tell, let your voice be heard. And if you're not a Patreon member, maybe you should think about becoming one because we're about to talk about some fun stuff. Either Bethany Ever After, Real Housewives of New Jersey, or uh, Real World Vegas, okay? All right. I think that's all the show business I have for here. Pretty sure. I can't think of anything. Let's talk about Rocket Love. Um, so what episode are we on? It's season one, episode nine. It's called Vegas Baby. Um, on these shows, they always do one trip. They do one trip to, um, I think, I think, uh, Flavor of Love went to Hawaii or something. They just do one little trip to like a resort type thing. And it's a chance to get away and everything. Um, as we open up, it's the next morning after that elimination. Heather doesn't regret that tattoo yet. But of course she will. Don't get people's names tattooed on you. They, if you get someone's name tattooed on you, it should be someone whose relationship to you can never change. 
i.e. your mother, your children, someone who's dead. So, like, you can't get into a fight with them. Do not get people's names tattooed on you. Get things that symbolize people. And this way, you can always change the symbolism later. But it's fine. Um, you know, Heather can't see into the future. She's, like, in the mirror talking about she's, she's so happy she got her man's name on her. I wonder if production also hyped her up. You know, because the thing is, is, like, you get a dumb idea like that in a vacuum and it goes away. You know? Like, you're like, I should. And then, you know, you don't do it. And then, like, I don't know, maybe a few days later, you're like, nah, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> but you get a, a dumb idea like that on a reality TV set with a bunch of production going, like, are you serious? No, you you do that? Because, you know, we could get to a tattoo shop. Like, and then Brett's eyes are all big. Like, oh, my God, you put my name on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, and they're drinking at all times. And then suddenly, the next thing you know, you're in a car going to get his name tattooed. You know what I mean? Like, whereas you got a bad idea at, like, a bar or something. I don't know. You stay there and drink. You're too drunk to drive. Dude, no one puts you in a car and goes, let's get you over there. And also it can't be stated enough that what being sequestered in a house where you're constantly only talking about this one guy, like there's a bunch of competition and like, I'm not saying, I don't want anybody to mistake me. I'm not saying that Heather was coerced into getting this tattoo. I'm saying that all the ingredients there were for her to have a bad idea and the bad idea be executed Whereas in the real world, it's quite possible the, the, she would have had to do more work to execute her bad idea and therefore it might not have happened. Um, Lacey is also, um, you know, bright morning. She's thinking, she's thinking about her next target and that will be Brandy. Um, she has Brandy's rude and farts and it's time to get her out of there. And every other time she's done in the past, it has worked. Then they get a note saying they're going to Vegas for a show with Brett. Brett has a show, so he so they're going with him. And they take a tour bus to Vegas, which is supposed, which is like sponsored, right? Because they say the name like three times. And they get a lot of footage of the ladies gushing over this tour bus. I mean, listen, that tour bus looked nicer than some of the apartments I've been in, I've lived in. So I'm not here to judge. You know, speaking of sponsored things, so I listen to Swindled. I really like Swindled. It's an independent podcast. I'm sure they make hand money hand over fist on Patreon. It's a really well done podcast. They, it's it's a scripted podcast, right? So, you know, it's not like my podcast where I just get up here and I just go rah, 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 for as long as I want to. They actually do research and script and ad media. You get a lot of audio and stuff like that. It's great. They deserve everything they get. But... I noticed that when Bad Vegan came out, that day they had an episode called The Vegan. They always start, all their episodes have the and then whatever the the person is. And I started listening to it and I was like, is this, because I hadn't seen Bad Vegan yet. And I was like, is this the same as that Netflix thing that came out? And then they started promoting Netflix Bad Vegan documentary hardcore in the in the podcast and I was like okay so this is sponsored right because there is no other reason for you to be using audio from the from the documentary documentary and also like 
name checking it over and over again. There's no, there's no, this isn't like my podcast where I just tell you whatever the fuck I've been watching and be like, go watch this. That's not, this isn't that type of podcast. Uh, it was obviously sponsored content. And I felt, I didn't know how I felt about it. Like, obviously, uh, I hope they, I'm sure they got a big fucking fat check for something like that. And that's great. But I also don't, it didn't feel great. Uh, and I can't quite put my finger on what it is. It's not, I don't think they did anything wrong. I don't think it ruined my enjoyment of the, of the podcast episode. I love their episodes. I don't think it ruined my enjoyment of the documentary. Uh, they didn't tell all the shit in the documentary, so that's great. And, but like, it was just something really unexpected. And I'm like, oh, is that, is that going to be a thing now? Is this, is Netflix like got podcast advertising dollars that are like, no, make your entire podcast about, make your entire podcast episode about something we're trying to promote? I don't know. Is this why our our Netflix subscription went up? (laughs) I don't know. If you guys also listen to Swindle and also like, the same as I did, came to that realization like as you were listening to the podcast, did it, did it feel off to you? And can, and do you know why it felt off to you? Cause maybe that's, that's really what, it, uh, let me know. Let me know. Um, anyway, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh yeah. So, uh, that RV, uh, tour bus looked great. They, they seemed like they were having a good time in it and it was definitely sponsored. Uh, so is the hotel. Cause when they get to the hotel, they make sure we know which hotel it is and they greet, like, obviously, um, I would assume that Projection budgets are based on the idea that we're going to have some uh, vertical integration or whatever. Um, when they get to the hotel, Brett's like, I have to run off to do sound check. And the women go to their suites, to their, is it one suite or two suites? Anyway, to their, to their, where they'll be staying. And this is obviously like scripted, right? Because what happens next will be incredibly awkward if Brett was still standing there. So, Big John, he takes them, they look around, they're all excited, whatever. And Big John's like, this is how it's going to go. Um, for you guys are going to go to Brett's show. Um, then you guys are all going to have dinner with Brett in his suite. Then three of you are going to come back to the room because one of you is going to stay with Brett tonight. And it's possible that this will be the last like interaction you have with him before elimination so you do you want this to happen and but like he couldn't have done that with Brett standing there so I so I don't even know if Brett went to sound check um I think you know and why am I sitting here going is Brett really need to go to sound check like is it like it fucking matters I just it was just one of those things I was like okay this only works if Brett leaves them immediately um he does he he does like keep saying it's important to impress Brett. Um, so we get a scene of Brandy, like, uh, uh, Jess is at the, I guess they're staying together and, and maybe, uh, Heather and Lacey are staying together. Um, so Jess is doing her hair, like, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's girlfriend, um, pink spiky hair. I, (laughs) I don't hate her hair. I just, it's, it's, it's very specific hair like I've never seen anybody with hair like that since um 
the way she kind of like makes it stick up in the back and like like a porcupine like girl don't touch me and um so while while uh Jess is doing all that Brandy's like in the bathtub uh I'm assuming naked because the way she's hunched over she's topless and she's drinking she's talking about what she's gonna drink and all that um, and she tells us that she loves concerts and she's made for this lifestyle and that she loves to party. And that's why she's called wild thing. Um, she's talking about like, she's like the key to the night is getting Heather wasted, which is interesting because in a bathtub, not too far away, Heather and Lacey are in it. And they're talking about how they're going to like, they're going to make Brandy crack tonight. And they have a plan to like get Brandy out of here. And Jess is just like, I'm not going to be drinking that much, which I think is the, the right way to go. Um, and they're going to edit you the right way that, but also, well, you know what? Let's talk. Let's, let's keep going. So they go to the show. It's in a small club. I'm going to say this. This is not an arena, obviously. It's a club in Vegas. Uh, Brett is doing his thing. He is... But people are there to see him. Um, it is quick camera work, so I don't know how many people are there to see him, but they are there to see him. Um, I don't know if they're there to see, if they came to see him or if somebody outside do, said, do you want to go into a free show, see him. I don't know if they knew that Brett was going to be on the stage before he got there. I don't know. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying it's up in the air. But I also will say that seeing somebody you really like seeing someone perform to a crowd like that that's like feeling them is an aphrodisiac it is it is even me who dies of secondhand embarrassment it's it's guys it's so interesting that I don't have a lot of shame but I have so much shame for other people I'm like you should be embarrassed you should really be embarrassed but me no 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 I'm not gonna be embarrassed <laughs> But um, it's something about it. Um, I'm reminded of that. Um, you guys, I really liked uh, fuck, Shameless. Speaking of, um, I really liked that uh, show. Um, I did not finish it because of some issues I was having at the time that were being exasperated by the show. Um. I don't know which season it is. I think season one is good. Season two is fine. The season where Fiona, Lip gets to college and Fiona finally feels like she's getting some traction. She gets that job at that small mom and pop company and she starts dating the, the boss and then his drug addict brother, she starts fucking his drug addict brother behind his back and all this stuff. Like it's, it's, that's a really tough season. Not just because uh, Liam gets like ingests coke and almost dies. The baby die almost dies. I mean, he's not a baby baby, but um, it's a tough season to watch because it feels like this could easily be like a little bow wrapped up for Fiona. Uh, she's got in with this really like respectable, whatever that means, respectable like well-to-do family that likes her and she's she's got this very caring man that's kind of a little bit naive and 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 likes her and thinks she's funny and thinks it's great she takes care of her family she comes from like the ghetto and like like 
and everything like she's finally getting good paychecks and like uh health insurance and everything seems to be coming up fucking roses and Fiona Fiona cannot she cannot not fuck it up when that shit comes down her head that scene is so fucking hard to watch lip screaming at her when Liam's in the hospital because he ate cocaine um and uh CPS is all involved like that's a tough season but that's not even the season I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the season where she's um marries that musician and she's sitting there and she's like play me something um you know uh, like basically I heard like like you know a guy like playing a song to you is like really really like high or whatever and he starts to play and she all like he only gets a little bit in because she just puts down her bowl and cereal and goes, no, okay, I got it. Like, I get it. I get it. Like, just a few moments of somebody performing for you. And, he, and, and that moment was a small moment where he's actually singing to her. But, like, seeing them perform, it, like, it is, I don't know. If you are into somebody, is uh, you want to fuck them. And so I see why the ladies are, like, first of all, they're having a good time because they're on the stage. They're, like, so they get to be close to the stage. He's playing music. You can see that them lip syncing, like singing it and not knowing the words to it because he's he's literally playing music off of an album that they've never heard. It's not out yet. And also these are not diehard Brett Michaels fans. And also if this was an actual concert, ding, 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 where are the super fans? Don't they go to all the concerts? Don't they fly to everywhere he goes? Were they there? Mm-hmm question um yeah so they're having a good time and then you know of course he does every rose because <laughs> he is unable to play anywhere without playing that song and at least they knew the words to that song because they're all like singing that Lacey, we get a talking head from Lacey that says watching performance stage she feels closer to him than she ever has before um after the show, they meet him backstage. They have a couple of drinks with him in the band. And then he says he's going to meet them in 20 minutes for dinner. Um, he's going to go clean up. And then they stay in the room with the band. And I'm like, production told him to stay in the room with the band because production is walking them everywhere, right? Telling them to go all kinds of places. There's no, they wouldn't have left that room without, without production. And Brett's left the room and yet production leaves him there. But they're drinking with the band, especially Lacey and Brandy. And Lacey's really trying to keep up with him. And I got off and she gets, she's like wasted. I mean, like, I'm surprised she remembers what happened after this. She's, she's fucked up. Brandy's really fucked up too. Um, but I think the reason Lacey let this get to her is that Lacey was trying to like seem like one of the band members because she's in a band remember she won't stop fucking telling us that and because other than that I don't understand how she got this fucking wasted uh she is absolutely that friend that you go to the club with and you've only been there an hour and she's fucked up and you have to like 
whole, you gotta like make sure she doesn't die or get assaulted or whatever. And then like, so I'm thinking about a few times that I went out like this, I was waiting table. So of course I was with my server's friend. So of course I was with professional alcoholics and they like just waste it, waste it, waste it, waste it. And at the beach, uh, on the strips where the drags, where they're all the clubs and bars and everything, they have all these like, what are they called? They're not morality laws. I can't remember the word right now, but they're like cursing, nudity, uh, public drunkenness. Like they, they will give you a ticket for it. The cursing thing, I don't know how long that lasted, but they started when I was still there and I was like, this, you're, you're never going to enforce this, but whatever. So I'm like outside with this person that like is barely old enough to drink and looks, she looks underage, but I know she's old enough to drink. And like, she's like throwing up and also like lying down. I'm like, you cannot lay down. You can't lay down. You can barely throw up. You have got to stand up because there are like cops everywhere. And if like, First of all, I'm looking like I'm here with like a 10th grader, by the way. And then also like you can't, you can't, like they will take, they'll, they'll give you a ticket or they'll arrest you for public drunk, drunkenness. You can't. And I had finally gotten her together and I took her back in the bar and we couldn't find this, the other girl we were with, she like passed out in a bathroom, like face down the bathroom. Listen, there's piss on the floor, bar bathrooms. So... Later when she was like, I wasn't really that fucked up. I was like, your face was in piss. So I think you were fucked up. The ambulance has to come for her. Um, Although honestly, it wasn't, I don't think it was just alcohol. I think she was mixing. Um, Ambulance has to come for her. Uh, Like this, this is typical nights of like going out when I was like waiting tables and stuff. And there's nothing like, like being with somebody and having a good time and then somebody's like drunk and an ambulance has to come. And you're like, girl, why would you drink that much? Why would you? <laughs> and like Lacey feels like that. Lacey and Brandy feel like that to me. Like I am definitely a Jess in here. Um, I don't love to drink. So it's not hard for me to go somewhere and have like a couple of drinks and then stop. And so like I just just watching them, I had all these fucking flashbacks of like being around, you know, being with like being in a gay bar with like a ton of my like, uh, server friends and like, I don't know, having to try to get so-and-so home and, uh, these, this lesbian cult, couple that were like constantly fucking fighting drama they're having this big fight the uh they end up like fighting this other dude we know the cops come i'm supposed to give them a ride home i'm like oh my gosh should i wait for you guys to do with this or should i just leave my husband's on the phone he's my husband at the time he's a boyfriend he's like just leave they won't even notice i'm like i told him i give him a ride home so i'm waiting for them i'm just sitting in my car suddenly my back uh, my back door opens and another guy kind of know from the restaurant who is like wasted, wasted, gets in my car and sits down. He's like, please take me home. And I was like, dude, I don't, 
he's a dishwasher. I, I don't even know where you live, dude. I don't even know where you live. And he's like, I was like, where do you live? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, well, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I was, and then it starts raining all hard. I'm like, uh, uh, I end up getting the lesbians. They, they stop fighting that dude. I get them in the car. They know where the drunk guy lives. So I drive, like, this is like, and the thing is, I'm never drunk enough. I'm never drunk enough. <laughs> I'm never drunk enough because, like I said, I'm just not a person that loves to drink. So, like, I everybody else is fucked up. Like, when other people are really fucked up and you're not, it is not fun. And it's not even funny most of the time. It's just like, ugh, when's the vomit going to happen? But, uh, so Lacey and Brandy are, and, and Heather has been drinking, but Heather is not that drunk. Um... Good for you, Heather. Uh, Jess seems like not a lot of fun and not drunk. And Heather seems like the type of person that would have like a shot with you and maybe a drink and then be like, oh no, baby, I'm not going to be doing all that. And so um, I'm here for the, you know, I'm here for something else. So Lacey, but Lacey has a plan. You know what I mean? Um, So she is like enacting her plan. And what she's doing is she's kind of, getting into it with Brandy and she's like, you gave my girl a dirty look and, and, and she's like trying to fight on Heather's behalf. Um, oh, there was this one time we at this after party, uh, again, with server friends and like we'd been drinking. Then we went to this person's house to drink some more and hang out. And me and my good friend got into it and like, she was leaving. We had a complicated relationship. Like, I don't know. It, it was a lot of things. And so she's leaving and like, we're supposed, she's supposed to be my ride. So I'm going to have to call my then boyfriend to come get me if she doesn't get me right home. And, uh, like, so she's leaving me. She's a little drunk. I'm like, I don't want you to drive. Like you're supposed to be my ride home, but I don't even want to take a ride from you right now. And, but she's going to leave anyway. So I, and then she calls me and is like, well, I'm leaving now. I'm downstairs. And I was like, well, can I come downstairs and talk to you? So I go downstairs and like, so my friend was like super butch. And so she had like a shaved blonde head and like, she's in her car holding a puppy. Guys, we didn't come there with no puppy. I don't know where she got that puppy from. She's just drunk crying in the driver's seat of her car and like, She's not parked anymore. She has moved to the middle of the road. So she has her hazards on. The doors are open. She's crying with this unknown fucking puppy. And she's like, I thought we were friends. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, we are friends. We are friends. And, like, <laughs> and we're near the fucking, we're near the college. So like, it's always all these cops and shit over there. And like, <laughs> This is what, this is, and so, like, I have to convince her that we're friends, but also, like, you need to put this car back because neither one of us is good to drive right now. And where the fuck did you get that puppy? What, what happened? How do you get a puppy? And so, like, <laughs> this is the type of, like, stuff that, like, when I was drinking, at least a lot more than I ever drink now. Oh, I just remember this one time. I was, like, <laughs> This is, I moved back in my parents briefly after I got out of college. 
and I broke up with this very long-term relationship. I got, I came back to Virginia from uh, Baton Rouge and I was like enjoying life, uh, to be honest. I didn't have all this responsibility. He was a huge responsibility on me. He was like terrible and it was always something going on. And I just, I was working all the time trying to like keep a roof over our heads. I didn't have to do that anymore. I was staying with my parents. I got a job. I made a bunch of friends. Uh, and I started going out again and having, I was like 22 and just having a really good time. I had a car. I just was living my best fucking life. And I just remember like I drove drunk a lot, a lot guys. And when I say I drove drunk, I never thought so the stuff I was talking about later is later. I'm like late 20s. So like, obviously I'm a lot like smarter, but in my early 20s, there are plenty of times that I was like, how the fuck did I get home? It's late. You don't remember how you drove home. All you remember is like, you've been drinking and the next thing you know, you're at home. Like scary as shit. And I can't imagine doing something like that when like now or even like a couple of years after that. But at the time, they used to happen to me all the time. I'd always be like, I can't just leave my car here when I absolutely could leave my car there. What the fuck? So, but I just remember this one night I'd worked like 12 hours and then we'd uh, been at somebody's house doing whatever. And then we'd also went to this, uh, bar I really like dive bars I don't like clubs I like dive bars we got to this bar and then that was over with and I'm assuming I went home I don't remember much after that and I think I could have killed somebody um oh my god um like my my palms are sweaty thinking about this this thing that happened these 20 years ago but um I just, I got home to my parents' house. I got in the house and I never made up the stairs. Like I was just like lying on the carpet in front of the stairs. And my dad, he was just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, what? And he's like, you need to, (laughs) he basically was like, you can't be doing this. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but you can't be. I don't even think I closed the front door. I think the front door was open too. Like, Jesus. Um, I'm really happy this is not the type of person I am now, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and again, I am somebody who just didn't, I, even back then I drank less than everybody else I knew. Uh, I'm telling you, if you ever worked in a restaurant or in hospitality at all, everybody's drunk. Everybody's got three DUIs. Everybody's got to blow into a, an interlock before they can drive anywhere. <laughs> everybody. And I'm just very fortunate. I never got a DUI. I never hurt somebody like just thinking I should just go home after this. <laughs> like I never, nothing bad ever happened to me while I was fucking drunk. You know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate. And my, like the stuff that I did is small compared to a lot of other people, but it's a lot for me. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so Lacey decides she's going to fight with Brandy about how she's going to pick a fight with Brandy about how Heather is her girl. You gave Heather a dirty look, but she's so drunk. It's not working. But her and Brandy are getting, they're the two drunkest people in the room. So they are getting into it. And at some point, Lacey pours liquor on Brandy's head and she grabs the bottle and smashes it. And Lacey's like, is that all you got, bitch? I'm like, what? I cannot imagine 
standing there. Actually, yes, I can. Yes, I can imagine standing there, but I would be incredibly annoyed by it. Uh, like Heather seemed to be. Um, oh, Brandy, at one point, Lacey's trying to like get something started and Brandy just farts on her. Like, um you know uh big john comes in the room he's yelling uh he tells Lacey to shut the fuck up and Lacey's like okay but can i have your hand but he just walks off like he's like really annoyed by this and i'm and i don't understand what's the problem with like y'all left these women in this room with the band members who are drinking and playing drinking games and like trying to put liquor. Like I wouldn't be surprised if someone had said, uh, see which girls are party with you or like, like encourage the band members. And like, what's big John pissed about? I like, I mean, I know nobody wants to be around a sloppy toppy person, but at the same time, like you guys kind of like set this up. So they all walk, they're all, he's walking them through the casino to the casino. Is it a casino? The hotel. I mean, I'm assuming it's a casino. It's Vegas. Do they make hotels in our casino, casinos in Vegas? Of course they do. But I just have a, like, if Brett is performing at this hotel, I'm assuming it's got a casino in it too. Anyway, so they're walking through and like, Lacey can barely walk. Big John is like holding her up. Jess is like what is like talking to Heather about how fucked up Lacey is. Like she like she cannot be this fucked up. And Heather looks annoyed. Brandy's Brandy at least can walk by herself, but she's really fucked up. And she tells Heather, you don't know, Lacey just threw you under the bus in there. She said that she's gonna get all these bitches out and she's gonna win. Something like that. And Heather like stops walking, like, what? And I'm just thinking, why is that like shocking? That's why would it be shocking that Lacey wants to get all all the bitches out besides herself and win? Isn't that what she's been saying? Or did you think and she doesn't want to get she wasn't gonna want to get Heather out? I don't know. Did you think all this competitiveness and manipulativeness was gonna stop once it was down to the two of you? I just don't understand why Heather would be like, what? Because I would have thought from the beginning, so as as Lacey started targeting people, I'd be like, okay, well, eventually she's going to target me. Like, so there's this guy I work with. Um, I mean, he's kind of lazy and he's also a scapegoat. So the boss yells at him a lot. And like, in a way in which he was, if he were talking to me, I would be uncomfortable and I would ask him to stop. Um... But another coworker doesn't like the guy who gets yelled at and they go and they're like, they're happy about it. And I, I'm like, yeah, but when, when that guy's not here anymore for whatever reason, who you think he's, he's you think, you think he's just going to stop yelling? He doesn't talk to me that way. I don't, I, I think it's because I'm older than other people. And like, I give off the impression that like, I'm an adult and do not speak to me that way. Like I, I would not be okay with that. Um, but people don't just do things to one person. Um, when their target is no longer there, they got to do it to somebody else. So like from the beginning with Lacey doing all this shit, like Brandy even said like your tactics that you did with Dallas aren't going to work with me when she was like pouring liquor on her and stuff. 
like I'm I'm not going like it's not going to work. Watching her do this with the other ladies there, I would have been like, oh, okay, so I see how this ends. I don't know. Um, back in Brett's suite, Lacey is on the bar. Uh, there's a bar. They're sitting at it. I guess there's also an area that's set up for dinner. But they're at the bar and there's two guys there. I forget their names because Bar- Bar- Brett did name check them. There are two guys there to serve. So they're going to serve dinner and I guess drinks and everything. And Lacey's on the bar and she's drunkly. She's like, don't get these fake bitches anything. And Heather's watching because like Heather's like not saying anything because she's over this. Jess is the one who has to tell her to get off the bar. And Lacey's like, why? Or what? What are you going to do? And, like, her feet are literally on the bar. Like, this is so disgusting. <laughs> um, I, I, what would I have done in that situation? So Lacey's not my friend, right? So if somebody's my friend or I really care about them and they're, like, really fucked up, I would try to take care of them. Um, so... I wouldn't have any like caring instincts towards Lacey, but also when somebody's that fucked up, like I also don't want anything bad to happen to them. Um, I probably wouldn't talk to her though. Like, like I'm not going to engage with her where, she, where she, I'm telling her she's embarrassed and get off the bar. I'm just going to like probably scoot back from the bar because I know she's going to fucking fall. And she does fall. She falls. She knocks off a bunch of bottles. Uh, the staff has to like get her down. And I'm, I know they're thinking we don't fucking get paid enough for this because again, as somebody who's worked as a bartender and as a server and, and places where people go to have fun, like people will just like do whatever, like they'll throw up on your bar and you're like, dude, like I, I do have to clean it up before I can leave. Like I do, I do have to like. Uh, wipe down these bottles and put them in order and restock and like you just broke a bunch of shit like doing whatever I saw this uh video on Twitter I'm sure it came from TikTok there are no videos anymore that don't come from TikTok I saw this video that uh like I don't know it's obvious they're like in an Airbnb top type situation they're in some sort of place like that that they're there for like a girl's trip. I want to say a bachelorette party. It seemed, it's given that, those vibes. And like, there's all these like quick cuts to women like dancing or doing like sexy moves and stuff. And this one chick is like on the table, like swinging her hair and like hits the, uh, the, the light fixture. It's got a pendle. It's got a pendant light fixture that's, comes down hits it and breaks the fucking glass on it and i'm just like so obviously in in airbnb things are different um uh there's a different relationship but i'm thinking about being like housekeeping somewhere or being like uh the server in a room in a private room and somebody's doing shit like that and you're like bitch can you get off the table could you conduct yourself like you had a place of business? Like you, like, could you, could you act like you're in public? Why are you like swinging your hair and breaking shit? For what? For what? And now I got to clean this shit up. You're not tipping well enough. Uh, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> My boss is going to be like, why'd you let them get on the table? And I'm, and I'm like, I did not let them get on the table. These, these bitches came here ready to get on the table. I did not do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, shit like that. Um, I that's I just think about that all the time when I see people doing stuff like that uh, in like restaurants or bars. When I see people getting wild at like a Target, I'm like, dude, there's somebody who makes like just above minimum wage who has to come down this aisle and like fix this. Like, get out of here. Like, how do you live in a world like this? Now, meanwhile, I'm telling you about. I'm telling you about being young and very drunk. Who knows? Maybe I broke some light fixtures. I don't fucking know. <sighs> I doubt it. But I don't know because mm, I was drinking. But I'm just saying it's it's super annoying. And it's hella annoying to be like the sober one in the room when something like this has happened. Um, At some point, at one point, Lacey says to Heather, Heather like literally isn't saying anything. She's just sitting there and Heather seems sober. And you know, Heather been drinking. So I'm like, damn, Heather really seems sober. Um, and Lacey's like, yeah, right. You're such a fucking bitch to Heather. And and then she falls over the bottles and that's when the bartender pulls her back. When Brett shows up, Lacey is like, okay, so where shall we go? And it's so good. It's such like... I'm fucking drunk right now, but I need to pretend to be sober because I'm about to get arrested. Like, you know how you like, like kind of like try to straighten up. <laughs> um, uh, Jess ends up close talking Lacey the way I do when my kids are acting up. You know, when you get like real fucking close to them and cause you, you're not yelling, you, you lower your voice because when you lower your voice, people have to hear, people have to get quieter to hear you. Um, so, but she's closer and she's like, you have to stop. You need to sit down. You need to drink some water. <laughs> so she's doing that. Um, and Brett is, you know, Brett is not happy with this scene. And I'm pretty sure production maybe hinted at him about what was going on. Or maybe he, he says he heard it, but I was like, I don't know, Brett. He's really annoying. He tells everyone to shut the fuck up so they can have a nice dinner. And he's offering Lacey some bread. I mean, her head's down. Like, she's really fucked up. Uh, Jess is trying to give her water. And then she throws up at the table. Heather is still eating. <laughs> I don't know if this is editing or what, but Heather is still sitting at the table. She's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's a seafood dinner. Like, it's got oysters and shrimp and shit. She's like, ah. <laughs> she's not giving a fuck. Uh, Big John has to carry Lacey back to her room and she looks like a rag doll, like her hair is all, and he's just basically got her up in the air and her ass up. And I'm sure Big John thinks he needs a raise. So Brandy tells the table that she doesn't like oysters because she gets sick. And Heather has eaten like a ton of oysters because I don't know. She realized she's at a nice dinner. I don't know. Um, and so she keeps eating them. Until Brandy ends up vomiting in her napkin. And like, I don't know, like Heather says that she did this on purpose and that's that's what she was planning to do. But like, I don't know if Brandy threw up because of the oysters. I really don't. I mean, it could have been for any reason. Um, I just wrote my notes. What kind of dinner is this? <laughs> we, can't, we got all this expensive food around us. I mean, seafood is expensive, guys. Uh, especially in Vegas. <laughs> It's not a place where you get cheap seafood because it's got to, you know, they got to bring it there. So, so like, we're sitting here with this expensive fucking food and y'all just vomiting left and right? What the, what the fuck is this? I would be really pissed if I was Brett. Uh, so, while throwing, they get Brandy to the, to the toilet. 
And so she's like in the bathroom and Jess is in there. Brett's in there helping her and um, they're also filming. So I, my understanding is with these uh, reality TV shows where there are restrooms, like the cameras don't go in the restrooms unless there's another person there. I think that was the rule in real world that they could only, they could only follow you into the restroom if there was another person in there um, because the privacy had already been breached. I really wish I can go back and rewatch real real uh real world Miami. I really fucking wish that because that's the season that I'm like was I wrong about all that shit? <laughs> I I have a feeling I'll go back and I'll be like, "No, all your original feelings were wrong, princess." Um but I'm thinking like if you notice that as we get to later later real worlds, they have these um bathrooms that fit lots of people in them and it's easier to film in there because, you know, it's all it takes is one other person to show up and they can film. Anyway, so they're filming. Brandy's like lying on the floor, throwing up in the, in the toilet. And she looks up to Brett and says she loves him and that she will let her guard down for him and that she wants more from him. And Jess is like, this is not what you do after you throw up, but okay. And I agree. Listen, Jess is super boring and I don't like her. But I'm super boring. So that's why I, I relate to a lot of shit. Um, Big John has to take her back too. And Jess is doing a lot of babysitting, which impressed to Brett because he feels like that shows that Jess is a good person because these people are her competition and she still did that stuff. Um, so he decides he's going to spend the night with Jess and Heather's pretty chill about it. But she takes everything to go, which made me like Heather a lot more. Like, see, here's the thing. I think Heather should have won this show. That doesn't mean I like her. But see, watching her, remembering that she's just like taking half of this and half of that. And she's even taking Jess's food. She's like, break that off, put that in there. I just thought it was really funny. Brett tells us that while they were alone, Jess and he got to learn each other both inside and out. Okay. <laughs> The next, we'll, we'll circle back to that. The next morning, um, Brandy feels like shit. She wants the shrimp out of the room because she's still nauseous. And now she's talking to Heather and Lacey about how Brett is not the one for her. She just feels like they're not going to be more than friends. She doesn't want to force it. She, this is not what she wants. Why'd she say that? Like, even if she felt that, why would she say that to them? Because she knows they're going to run back and tell Brett. So what the fuck? Heather says she knows he's the one she's known for a while now. So that's, she feels differently. Um, back at Brett's suite, Jess spent the night and he basically tells her he's flying back to LA. He's going to spend some time with the other three. Um, she says they are now closer physically, emotionally, and sexually. Also going to circle back to that. So now the other three meet him at the pool and they're going to have massages. Brett is surprised that Lacey's still alive and... But she kind of deflects and is like, oh, it's Brandy just not feeling well and stuff. And Brandy is hurting. Brandy can't even, like, Brandy hangover is out of control. She can't even, like, open her eyes. <laughs> Heather and, and, um, Heather's up first. Heather and Brett do a hot stone massage, I guess. And she, she looks really hot in her white bikini. But she has got no ass at all. And I wonder if she's got a BBL now. I wonder if, like, Heather would have got some booty at some point. I don't wonder enough to look at her Instagram, but I should, maybe I should. Um, 
Heather does something really interesting during her massage. She doesn't tell him about what Brandy said. And like, this is, this is something I remember I was saying over and over again that like, um, I don't know that if I were the person that you were vying for my attention, if every time we were alone, you were talking about other people, if that would do it for me attraction wise, Heather really focuses on the connection she and Brett have. Um, and she doesn't say shit. She's like, I'll let Lacey bring that, bring that up. So next he spends time with Brandy and gets another massage. And Brandy says that she knows the other woman will throw her under the bus because of what she said. Um, but she wants to talk to Brett. So like, even while she's sitting with Brett, she doesn't feel too bad about throwing up. She's like, I don't know. I was drinking and I threw up. But she starts to tear up when she says that she's scared of being hurt and she doesn't know if she's good enough for him. She tells them that she's not, she tells him that she's not giving up and she feels like she's willing to stay. Like Brandy seems all over the place right now. Um, in an interview, well, nope. I'll say that for later. Once I lay this out. Now, when she comes out, Heather and Lacey are like, did you tell him what you told us this morning? And she's like, yeah, I did. I did talk to him about that. They're like, oh, good. Um, so when he goes, gets another massage, a foot massage with Lacey. This is a lot of massages, guys. <laughs> this is a lot of massages. <laughs> um, he gets a foot massage with Lacey. And Lacey tells him what she said earlier, what Brandy said earlier, which is the opposite of what Brandy told Brett. It really is the opposite. And now Brett brings up that Brandy might be playing the game. And that's a, like, like, he, he says he doesn't feel like he knows which, which one to believe. Um, and that Brandy might just be lying to them. That is a brilliant excuse when you're doing something like this. That if, if one of the other ladies goes to him and goes, she said this, when you talk to me, you're like, oh, I was lying because I'm doing whatever I can to get to you. So I'm just like psyching the other girls out. That would be, he'd believe you. But he also thinks Lacey's like manipulative and backstabby. And I mean, he's not wrong about that. Um, but Lacey talking, just if watch this conversation. Lacey talking to Brett about the other Brandy during her time is real buddy comedy type shit. Like it puts you in the friend zone so fucking hard. Because, I don't know, it just feels like there's no connection. All you, all you want to talk about is other people. Brett tells us that Lacey, that Lacey is crazy and malicious, but she likes him. So what did I do about that? If somebody who you think is crazy and malicious likes you, you still don't be, <laughs> whatever, Brett, whatever. He actually says to Lacey that she's malicious to her face. And that he needs to watch her. And Lacey's like, well, I just don't want him to think I'm crazy. Too late, Lacey. After that, Brett tells all of them that he doesn't know who's real and who's malicious. Yes, you do. You just said Lacey's malicious. What do you mean you don't know? And then he sends Brandy back to LA. And Brandy tells us it's because she fucked up by telling Lacey and Heather that shit. Yeah, Brandy. It's like, these are not your friends. <laughs> um... Lacey and Heather stay and Brett takes them to dinner. He asks why each of them think they fit. And at the table, they talk about Heather being a, being a stripper and that every rose is about a stripper that hurt, that cheated on him. 
And Heather's like, that was 20 years ago. That has nothing to do with, like, me. Um, Lacey interrupts, like, some conversations. Kind of like they're getting into, like, some intense topics. To say that she's never gotten a solo date with. And that Heather has gotten many solo dates. And he spent a lot of time with Heather. And she's never been alone with him. Um, Brett tells Lacey that her manipulatives is wor- manipulativeness. The fact that she manipulates people is is worrisome. Um, Lacey talks about... The, I don't even know how we got here. She's like, you're kind of manipulative. That's worrisome to me. Yada, yada, yada. And then she starts talking about how her mom died. And I'm like, isn't that what he's saying? Like, it feels like you're manipulating right now. That you're like, mm, I got a dead mom. Let me pull that card out of my pocket. It's weird. Um... So Lacey gets to date and Heather tells us that her alliance with Lacey is over, that she better stay the fuck out of her way. Heather has to eat dessert alone. It's the second time Heather's eating alone in this episode and she just looks pissed. During their alone time, Lacey says that in real life, she does not do this to people. And that gave me pause because, you know, I'm always telling you, like, in real life, I don't be talking about people's bodies. I don't be speculating on people's eating disorders. I don't I don't be like, well, I do be like, them kids are bad. But I... <laughs> I'm always like, ah, I'm so Their mom, she's probably, I, I'm always thinking, oh, she's going through it. Look at her kids being bad. And she looks embarrassed. Give her some slack. It's okay. I have been in stores where somebody was like going through it with their kids. And I just was like, it's, I got you. I see you. I see you. <laughs> like, it's like, hang in there, girl. Hang in there. Uh, just like, take them out of the store right now and take them back to the car. Like, abandon your car you guys know i will abandon a fucking car in a walmart or h-e-b if these kids be acting wild be like fuck this i have a me and my husband once got into it and i had a whole cart full of shit and i was like you know what i don't want to buy any of this i want to leave right now he was like but we got all this i was like i'll take me to the car it's like i will i will abort a fucking shopping trip if y'all get on my fucking nerves but i'm like like in real life i'm I strive to be really open-minded with people and to give people grace and to not spend all my time judging people, right? But as I tell you guys, this is a fucking podcast and I have to talk about something. I can't just get on here and be like, everybody's on a journey. (laughs) You guys will be like, what the fuck am I listening to? And so that gave me pause. I was like, oh, Lacey, wow. I don't want to be in the same category as Lacey, but mm, actually, Lacey is someone who's actively doing shit to people, not just talking shit about them, which is what I'm doing on this podcast. She's actively doing things to people. And she's saying in real life, I'm not like this. And I would digress. In real life, I think you are like this. And I think that's very different than saying, you know, on the street, I don't actually question when people say that they're, uh, that they're sober 16 months. I don't go according to you. I don't say that. I'm like, allegedly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. She said she was sober 16 months. Oh, good. Good for you. I don't, I, is, I'm a pretty easygoing in real life if, as long as you don't start some shit with me. Um, but I don't believe that about Lacey. I think this is what she's like. Um, so Lacey and Brett spent the night together. Did let Lacey sleep with Brett. So, this is what I want to talk about because I was like, who slept with bright guys on the show? And I just, I headed to Reddit, right? 
And the consensus is this. I don't know how true this is. You know, you take it with a grain of salt. Um, there was a producer on there doing an AMA. Uh, people, there have been inter- like uh, talk of love when Lacey and Heather had that podcast and Lacey's gone on to keep the podcast and do interviews and shit. Uh, you know, so it's just like stuff like that. But the consensus is the person who had the most sex with Brett was Daisy from season two, the runner up from season two. She had a ton of sex with, uh, Brett and he, and she felt like really used by him. Uh, Heather never did anything sexual with him. Lacey sucked his dick, uh, while Heather, like when they went up in the room and stuff. Um, There's one other person. But the major sense is most people were not alone with Brett. And, and like very few people actually. Like so at the end of the, you get these like overnight stuff. But the truth is most of the time they're not alone to have sex. You know if you think about the, the, the structure of the show. The other thing I want to mention is that. Lace. No let me start with this. You guys remember Christy Joe? The one that just got out was in the middle of divorce and was crying all the time. I think it was during Daisy season. So it might be season two. And she was crying all the time and shit. And uh, the consensus is that Christy Joe is the only person that Brett ever contacted after the show. Like he was only, it was the only one he was actually interested in. Which when I think back on that season, it makes a lot of fucking sense because... He is like, I mean, she's crying a lot and she's like, save me, save me. And he's like, I will save you. Like it, it's, go back and watch that season, it's strange. So one more thing, Lacey, I've been looking at the interviews and stuff and Lacey was like, was essentially like um, early on in the process, she asked Brett, was he really looking for love? And he said he was an on and off again thing with his, with his baby mama, right? Which I told you. And so that's why she acted like this in the house. She wanted to be the New York of the, uh, of this season. And I'm going to be, I don't know if I believe Lacey. I really don't. Like it's like, I know that Brett was in an on and off relationship with his baby mama. I don't know that he would have told her that. And she said it was off camera. And I don't know how much off camera they got. Like, like sure, she sucked his dick. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. Like, and everyone who worked on the show or who was done interviews for the show has said Brett was super professional. Brett was there to do his thing and like easy to work with, but like a professional person. And he talks about how he was a co-creator and how he wanted to do, like he had goals of the stuff. And so I just don't see Brett waiting while you guys get mic'd up and her being something like you are you ready for are you really looking for love and him being like I actually I kind of love my baby mom but if you want to pretend for a couple of weeks I don't think that happened I think Lacey has a revisionist history because she looks so bad on this show and like even like so I'm a reality tv vet I've been watching reality tv for so fucking long behind the scenes shit on the internet like like I am not so like my mom watches reality TV and just like watches the show. And like when I had to 
get, I had to show her those pictures that Mary Brown had from her catfish. Like my mom hadn't seen those pictures. And sometimes I have to be like, oh, that's not real. And she'd be like, why not? And I'm like, okay, because of this, this, and this. My mom's not only in it, she just watches the show. And there are plenty of people like that who think Lacey is, a lot of things are wrong with Lacey. But even people like me who are definitely dig more into stuff think something's wrong with Lacey. Lacey just, I think Lacey's talking points now are that I was playing a villain. I was doing this. I was doing, I want to be New York. I would have been shocked if Lacey saw Flavor of Love. Not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying I would have been like incredibly shocked if she saw that season. If she saw that show. I think Lacey was playing a part and a victim and like, I'm a victim, a villain and all that. But I don't know that she's like, I think like we have so much affinity for New York. (laughs) I, a lot of people do. She is very funny, but Lacey was never funny. You know what I mean? Lacey's not, and I know sometimes producers feed one-liners to people in their, in their confessionals, but Lacey's not funny. New York is funny. Beyonce! (laughs) Like, she's funny. (laughs) Anyway, I think that's what Lacey says now to, like, explain that she, that she, like, was really off her rocker in a lot of ways in that house. Anything else I wanted to say? Oh, that's it. Like, so Brett's only slept, you know, he's, he's only slept with a couple of people. Um, not in his life. I mean, in the, in, in the house. I mean, there are a lot of people who think that Jess had sex with Brett, which, I mean, I just, like, if I had to, like, bet money on it, I'd say no, because everyone says that she just had a boyfriend the whole time who's, like, clothing company she wanted to promote, which is why she came on here, which is, like, I don't know. You repeat something long enough, it's the truth. Like, so whether that's the truth or not, I mean, that's the, that's, that's what we've all agreed is the truth. And even though it just sounds like a dumb plan. So like, that's why I'm like, is that the truth? Because it's so, it sounds so dumb. Like, I don't get it. But so apparently she had a boyfriend the entire time. Although she did say, no, she said she had a boyfriend the entire time. I don't know if she literally said out of her mouth, she came up there to, to promote the failed clothing line, but she could have said that too. But she definitely had a boyfriend the entire time. And she said that a couple days into the house, the producer told her that she was going to win. Which tracks with what I said that other producer said in the AMA that the final two girls were supposed to be Jess and Brandy. And, well, I'll get to that. Let's let's finish the episode so I can talk about that part. Um, So it's elimination time and everyone's repeating outfits. (laughs) Again, they did not realize they were, they, they, nobody packed enough. Um, if this was drag race, you'd be kicked off right now. Uh, so Jess gets the first pass. Lacey gets past number two. It's down to Heather and Brandy. And of course, Brandy is going home, right? Cause we, we all knew that was going to happen. Uh, even if you don't remember the show very well, you know that, uh, Brandy does not last Heather. Um, you know, uh, he's, he's talking about who he's going to choose. And I think that he was going to choose Brandy. Like the rumor is he was choosing Brandy. Um, but Heather is talking 
to uh and she's like you know she wanted to leave she says it's not it doesn't work with you two and it's never gonna work and brandy ends up admitting that and she she seems very upset but she's basically like you know i did i don't know i think it's friendship stuff and he's pissed because he's like you could have told me this and she's like i just thought about it tonight and like come on brandy um Brett's really pissed. And I think it's one of those cases of I do the choosing, right? Um, I don't think Brett could have been in a house with 20 women trying to vie for anybody's attention. I just don't think that's possible. Because uh, just now, it's obvious that Brandy is not choosing him. And he's mad. I mean, he basically tells her to get the fuck out. And she goes down and she, she hugs him. And she goes outside. She's crying outside. Um... So she ends up eliminating herself. I think Heather was about to go home. So the way Lacey explains it is she thought, she never thought she was going to win, which is one of the reasons she acted this wild all the time. But she never thought she was going to win and she knew Brett wasn't there for love anyway. Sure. But, I mean, you didn't have to have a fake conversation with him, Lacey. You could have, like, it's obvious he wasn't there for love. Uh, Just use your brain a little bit. So... To her, she thought she and Heather would be the last two standing and Heather would win because they had they just had so much more of a connection than she ever had. Um, and Brandy says that by eliminating herself, well, one, she's from Vegas and she just got really homesick and she just didn't want to be there anymore. And then she got fucked up and she just didn't want to be there anymore. She was done. She was tired of fighting with Lacey and Heather. She she just wanted to let them have him and, and be done. But she says production was really pissed at her because they too told her that she was supposed to be in the final two and they'd fucked up her entire plans. And so when Jess says that they told her she was going to win, it doesn't take much, it wouldn't be much of a stretch for me to, for like production being like, listen, we want you to win this thing, blah, 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 you're going to be the final two. And for them not to have known who was going to win, hadn't, hadn't decided who was going to win yet, but knew that like based on looks, based on personality, based on interview stuff, like the last two need to be Jess and Brandy. And I, and that's totally fucking believable because I think that's how they do it on Drag Race. I think that's how they do it on Top Chef. I think that's how they do it on The Bachelorette. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how they do it. They really, they sit down and they make, Things happen. Don't get me wrong. People leave. People do some wild shit and they got, you know, it changes the course of things. But they kind of like at the beginning of the season, before they start filming, once they got everybody in, they kind of know who they want to end. Even if even if they don't know their top two, uh, they I'm sure they know their top five. I'm sure they're like, this is probably going to be top five. And I'm not saying you can't alter the course with with surprises that happen along the way but they've kind of plotted it out guys they know who's filler they know who they just brought on for comic relief they they think you're gonna say something funny when you get out the limo and meet the person they know that and they know who fits the brand and who fits the look and and who is giving what would look good once it's all edited together in a nice pretty package um it's just yeah, that's how it goes. And so, so I'm not surprised by any of that. Um, and Brandy really fucked up their plans. Uh, Heather was supposed to go home that night and then Lacey was supposed to go home the next night and it was going to be Brandy. And But 
The only thing that gives me pause there is that if they had done it that way, it would have deviated from what happened on Flavor of Love. And I'm not saying they weren't willing to do that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that this storyline followed so closely what happened on Flavor of Love that it's it all it feels like they're like let's make you know that show that's getting all those ratings that we sold the VH1 let's make a white version of it, version of it much like Lou Pearlman said about uh new kids on the block let's make a white version of <laughs> new edition <laughs> let's see what how far we can do with that um that's it, guys. I'm done. Um, thanks for joining me today. Make sure to look out for the cool stuff we have coming on my Patreon and the guests I think I'm going to be doing on Kara's Patreon. And if you give me a chance, follow. If you if you get a chance, follow me at Okay Then Princess on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow me at Buy Pumpkin Podcast on Instagram. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Later.